and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 141. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Selig. It's just the two of us again. We've actually... We've had some guests on recently. It's been nice. Yeah, the Demon Slayer episode was really fun. Yeah, we had Andreas and Momo on for that, so you guys should check that one out. That was 140. We talk about the Entertainment District, and it's a really good uh, talk, honestly. It's like almost two hours. It's a little bit over two hours, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, it Really, really in detail. You guys would really like it. I think it's one of our best shows we've done. Uh, Andreas was also with us a couple episodes back for the Boba Fett episode, and I haven't asked him yet but he might want to come on for our destiny episode because he's really big into that as well. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. He's just as much in it as we are. So we'll see if he wants to come back for that. And Momo will definitely come back for some anime stuff easily. That's for sure. Uh, and of course, you know, we haven't had Sidewatch come back yet, but kind of steals back and it's not going anywhere now. Uh, at least, you know, we might have another like, break eventually but at least for this year we're rearing to go with potentially an episode every month and our first episode was for february and it was peacemaker and you guys could check that out it was the two of us plus brandon moncada from apollo city comics so check that talk out it's pretty fun and it's more like you know we're talking about james gunn himself like kind of what he's been doing with the show and like all the stuff we've seen from like slither super guardians of the galaxy to getting to the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker, like kind of watching his creativity unfold and like getting less and less restraints and stuff. So it's pretty fun. And potentially, if everything goes correctly, right after this releases, uh, like a day or two after, we should be recording our 13th episode talking about the Batman because I don't want to let this get delayed at all, honestly. Like, you don't want to, you want to catch this shit in the hype. Uh, but potentially this Friday, uh, we should hopefully have that episode out too. So this will be closer together, and then uh, you know we'll have other episodes out uh, April on onward. But you can catch the cut of steel to find out more about uh, our roadmap for the for the year of 2022. Uh, otherwise, this is Sutra Side Talk, not those shows. This show, weekly mm-hmm. show, we talk games, movies, TV shows, what we've been watching and playing, plus select news about that stuff. Uh, usually one or two pieces, around five minutes long each uh this week we only got one we're gonna be talking about the alien tv show that was just announced and then uh we're gonna be focusing this week kind of on catching up specifically with ted lasso both seasons uh rick and morty's fifth season and then after that whatever time we got left we're gonna be trying to knock out whatever we can in pretty much the span of uh the the episode should pretty much run anywhere between an hour to an hour and a half I don't plan on having it go longer than that because I don't think we'll have as much to talk about as these yeah, as we not did. This like, week. I don't think yeah, so. there, there's no episode like the Ted Lasso is cool and all, but I don't think we'll have as much to say about that as we have for like all the themed episodes we've had pretty much yeah. this year so far and December and whatnot. Um, yeah, but how are you doing, James? Doing pretty good. Just relaxing over the weekend. Think thinking about Batman. <laughs> Right? Dude, I, the song has been in my head nonstop, and I keep playing it nonstop, so that doesn't help taking it out of my head. So it's pretty much kind of there to stay at this point. It either goes to, like, that first half of, like, noble justice feeling, and that other half that's, like, dark vengeance feeling, and yeah. it's just, oh, God, it's such a good theme, guys. Just check it out. It's You can listen to it anywhere. Uh, we are, like I said, episode 141, which means we are nine episodes away 
from our 150th episode. And I believe our 100th episode was in May and we're, you know, we're in March now. So we're inching closer towards it. I think we'll actually be around either early or late May when we do that episode for 150. And I'm not planning anything big, you know, last time I forget how long the episode was, but, you know, we focused on (laughs) that time we focused on Demon Slayer and we've already done that now. So we'll have something (laughs) else as a big focus for it. We'll see what happens by that time, what's coming out, who knows. Uh, but we'll, we'll have a good time with it. And I don't think it'll, you know, we're not doing anything super special or anything. It'll just be a regular episode that has a fun theme, if anything. So yeah, no, no time for crazy things or live shows or any of that shit. I can't, I don't got, I don't got time for that. So yeah, but you ready to get into it? Yep. All right. So our one little news piece and five minutes long, no more, uh, set the clock is they have announced an alien movie. I think I said TV show earlier. I meant to say movie. An alien movie, just like, you know, alien xenomorphs. And it's going to be exclusively on Hulu. So this comes by way of an IGN article by Kat Bailey. Uh, I guess it's originally from a Hollywood Reporter article. But the whole thing is Ridley Scott, I assume, is producing this, but he's not the one helming it. So the idea comes from uh fede alvarez who apparently did the evil dead remake so that uh interesting oh that one yeah that really fucking the dope ass one yeah and don't breathe which i actually haven't seen i have it it was pretty good very like way more suspenseful than you would think from like like the main antagonist is just like an old blind guy and he's i'm not trapped in here with you you're trapped in here with me yeah he's very scary (laughs) <laughs> i mean I, it's a movie i've wanted to see but i just you know never got around to it uh this is interesting be- it's it's not a theatrical planned movie this is hulu and you know ridley scott is always like i want my movies in theaters and the dude yeah. keeps making movies even though he should really really stop because they are not good and he's making gladiator too i don't know if you know that here he has the script done what? yeah yeah, Gladi- Gladiator 2. He's I don't gonna, even know how you would do that. <laughs> I believe... I mean, obviously, it won't have Russell Crowe. If it does, it'll be flashbacks because he's kind of dead in the movie. Yeah, right? <laughs> so I'm not really sure what exactly it'll be about. I'm assuming maybe his son or grandson or some shit. Who knows? But uh, the cool thing here is... FX and Hulu have been kind of partnering together a lot lately, if you noticed. Like, you know, ever since the Disney buyout of Fox and stuff, uh, some of their stuff has been going to Disney+, Plus, but more of the, I guess, FX portion, a.k.a. Sons of Anarchy, Mayans. Uh, the more, like, adult stuff, yeah. I guess. What We Do in the Shadows, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That's all Archer. Those are all, like, Hulu, FX, FX on Hulu. Like, that's what they're calling everything, FX on Hulu. And we already know there's a alien TV show coming from Noah Hawley or Noah Haley. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. You guys will know him as the guy that's been doing the Fargo series as well as Legion, which I haven't seen Fargo, but I've seen Legion. Legion's fucking phenomenal. So Fargo's on my list to watch at some point. He's doing this alien TV show. And even though I know like if Ridley Scott's involved, I'd be worried if he was the one directing if he's just producing and hopefully the director, the person, you know, the person behind the helm 
is really steering the ship and not taking orders, then I have more hope for these kinds of things because, you know, obviously I, I did not like Alien Covenant. I thought it was incredibly boring. I was literally in a theater yeah, not like a good this in the, in, like in the theater. I legitimately had my hand on my, like my head in my hand, fucking bored. Uh, I'm looking forward to the TV show because of who's in charge for this movie. If it's as good as Evil Dead remake, I, I mean, if it's him, I'm excited. I, like I said, I still have to see Don't Breathe. It's been a very long time since that Evil Dead remake came out. So I don't know how his stuff is now, how much he's changed or not. So I got to check it out. But it does make me excited for one specific reason. This guy seems like he's a very big horror person. And if we're getting a horror version of Alien, I'm very down for it. Because I guess, I don't know if Scout was going for that for uh, Covenant. I didn't get horror. I got bore. Um, well, it's but... just like for a movie that they wanted to, it seemed like they wanted it to make really high, like high IQ points or whatever, or like have like a message to it or whatever. A lot of the characters were just. It froze for like two seconds. There there. Okay. Yeah. My computer went in like completely frozen for a second. <laughs> But yeah, basically what I was saying was like it, uh, it's just the the characters in that movie were just really really dumb. Like, why would you even step foot on an alien planet without like an environmental suit? Like, the 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 neomorph should have never even happened. But that's just like one of many problems. But my favorite part was when the neomorph comes out and he looks at the main character and he just looks at her and says, "I know kung fu," and I'm like, "Wow, it's <laughs> fucking." amazing i wish it did that that would have been great or <laughs> they're on the ship and the main character looks and there's an is you know right there and it's like alan alan oh my and God, she that wakes so funny <laughs> that was dope as fuck that would have been great i just wanted Jurassic park 3 of alien uh, actually that would be really fun now that i think about it they're stranded on a planet they're running and there is maybe a specific or multiple xenomorphs that have been stalking them the entire time. And they're like kind of getting picked off over time. That would actually be a fun movie concept, oh, actually. Yeah. Holy shit. But yeah, yeah, I guess... Not to get too... Scott, hire me. Let me do this. <laughs> not to get too distracted by like how bad Covenant was or how it what it should have been. Like, yeah, just having the, like, the idea of the people in char- that did the um oh, the evil dead the last evil dead movie mm-hmm. doing an aliens movie is very intriguing to me because one of the things that really stuck with me about that evil dead movie was just how like detailed and gross the gore was in it like I, my threshold is pretty high but it, it got me pretty good so there's even, there's even piss <laughs> so i could see like the the people that did that do the xenomorphs some true justice. Like they yeah. could do some gnarly shit and yeah. it will make me very sick. <laughs> Is that like cool sick or sick sick or both? Uh, a little, a little both, I guess it's like, You're like, Oh, no. I'll be like, well, that's so cool. Uh, gross. <laughs> my stomach. No, yeah. my popcorn. I just ate it. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. But we'll, we'll see what happens with it. I think, obviously, we'll get the TV show way before the movie. I'm pretty sure the show comes either this year or next year, actually. We'll probably be seeing a trailer for is, it. Is eventually. the show also going to Hulu? 
Yeah, it's FX and Hulu. So it should mm, appear okay. on the FX TV show. I mean, TV channel as well as Hulu probably same day. Like that. That's kind of. That I stopped sense. watching like let's say Minds and Always Sunny on FX, and I've just been pretty much like watching it on Hulu instead, just because of the ad free. More whatnot. convenient. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but that's it for the news. That one little thing, and on to what we wanted to talk about, which was. Ted Lasso and James, I appreciate your patience here. Uh, you've waited for me for quite some time to finally watch this, and I did uh, both seasons. And I realized when I kept, I, I told people, I'm like, yo, I watched the show. A lot of them were like, oh, I've never seen it. And it didn't occur to me why. And I guess it was also why I didn't yet, because I never had the service yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, it's an Apple TV Plus exclusive, which. Um, do I how, do I need to see the plus part? Is that I just say about Apple TV is probably technically because right? it's like the the device itself is called the Apple TV, and I don't know the plus it, is it like is the service. And yeah. It's like okay, all right, fucking plus. Everything's a plus now. Disney, Paramount, yeah. Apple. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want a minus. Someone minus me. You know, give me a minus somewhere. But yeah. ooh, maybe that's what Disney will call the uh, subscription service with ads. Disney minus. <laughs> Actually, could work. <laughs> Actually, could work. I would, I would, I would like that little like. It would be, it would be quirky, but I like it. Uh, anyway, the show itself. I gotta say, like, because before I watched it, you know, all these Emmys announcements are coming out, and they're like, "Yo, the show's getting all these Emmys both seasons. It's fantastic. It's all this shit." And I'm like, "What the fuck is this show about?" And someone's like, "Yeah, it's about a guy." that coached like a college football team and he goes to coach uh, a British Premier League soccer team. And I'm like, uh, okay. It's funny because like the main plot of the show is not why most people like it. Yeah. yeah. And then you watch it and you're like, this show's fucking amazing. Holy yeah. shit. I was floored by how good this show is because they actually do exactly what people tell you it's about you're like why you like it so much and they're like you know it's so it's so upbeat and positive it's so wholesome you feel good about it and i'm like what the hell is that how tv doesn't do that and then i watch it i'm like oh this is nice this is very sweet i feel uplifted a good job of like character development too oh very much so there's I wasn't exactly sure how deep they were going to get. And it feels like, you know, as these episodes go, as these seasons go, it keeps branching out more and more, or -hmm. at least they maybe not as much, but they'll at least dedicate an episode to a specific person. Yeah. Like each character, each player on the team generally has like at least some side story that they cover at some point. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things where you watch any type of show, cop drama, whatever. And it's someone that's part of a group, but you don't know everyone in that group. And, you know, they're like, gather around, gather around. And in two episodes, maybe you might see different people there because you're like, oh, well, you know, even though they're in the group, they're probably just an extra and you don't actually know who that is. You don't know their name. You don't know anything about them. And all of a sudden here, you're like, oh, I know this guy. I know that guy. That's the goalie Zorro. That's the Dutch guy who (laughs) fucking... It just says everything just nonchalantly whether it's uh, like yeah. good or bad he's like you i did good yeah you did not you performed below <laughs> expectations and you're like what the fuck dude 
it's it's very enjoyable and I, you know what's funny it reminds me of one other show because the person that helped create this show also made this other show which is called scrubs and oh interesting yeah bill lawrence one of the writers on it uh was the creator of scrubs and he did a very cool thing where a lot of the doctors on his set were extras that would have full reoccurrences and had names uh there was colonel doctor who is literally a <laughs> doctor that looked like the colonel from kfc and he's in full seasons he never says a word he just smiles waves and like is just there in the background every now and again and sometimes not even in an episode but you know who he is whether the characters say like colonel doctor or whatever you have uh snoop dog in turn who's literally oh, a yeah. guy that looks like Snoop Dogg to a point where he doesn't really say much either until one time he goes, where my hoes at? And JD's like, I haven't seen them. <laughs> it's so fucking good. Like you, you get a, a beat on like who these people are and you get that even more perfected in this show with those characters like Zorro, like the Dutch guy, I forget his name, but like you, you know who he is. Even um, like the, the dudes in the, in the pub that like both Those give three shit. guys that... they like give shit to ted for being a terrible coach but they're like white he's guy a, he's, like, he's such a nice guy though that it's like oh hi ted you suck though <laughs> every uh... time the bartender woman that owns the bar or like the the tall black dude that's always with them who's like completely yeah. nice and he was like oh hey how you doing and it's just like yeah. don't be nice to him it's like oh sorry and he's always like shocked <laughs> and surprised like they uh... all even that fucking old guy that passes him every day out in the street and he's like white guy yeah (laughs) it's so fucking good they all have like you get it they put this world to life and you believe every second of it because it's down to earth it's very like believable everything happens like something normally would and it's amazing all of it's done so securely and these episodes are how long are these episodes they're like what? Uh, like, I forget. Are they forty-minute episodes or like thirty-minute? Honestly, episodes? it's been a while since I watched it. Let me look it up on Apple TV. Real okay, quick. and you know, you look at these episode lengths, and each episode has a full like. They get what they need done, and just like each uh, episode, like I'm going back and comparing it to Scrubs again. But Scrubs did a full thing where each episode had some moral or some issue. Yeah, they're lesson. about forty-five minutes. Forty-five minutes. Okay. Like you watch Scrubs and there's maybe some theme of uh, jealousy or rage or something, honestly, an emotion or an issue, just anything. And you see different versions. They'll do like, oh, here's Dr. Cox, here's JD's, here's Elliot's. And mm-hmm. each one has their different version and each one has their own surrounding people with it. Just having seen like the effects on the other characters as well going through it. And by the end, they either fix it or fall further into it that gets fixed maybe in another episode but like you feel that point being made and they do that in ted lasso as well and i've really appreciated the way they pulled it off whether it's been like um watching ted go through his divorce and yeah trying to deal with that and learning about his whole like i guess starting up like talking about ted holy shit what an upbeat guy for a very fucked up past it, well he was basically like i mean i love the show for many reasons but he was definitely the one that won me over which is ironic because that's kind of like a running theme in the show is that like he is so kind and just upbeat all the time that 
everyone can't help but like him. Even when even the people that are like trying to hate him end up being good friends with him eventually. Like the the setup for the show, which is an interesting twist in the beginning, and granted they throw it out like pretty quickly, but uh, the reason why um, I oh god I, f- I forget his boss's name um, Rebecca. Yeah, the reason why Re- Rebecca, who owns the football team, like hired an American f- like football uh, coach to coach a year like a year like a British soccer team football, like she like has been uh, she put it out to the press that like oh I just think that he is exactly what we need for our team and in in the uh, background she's like oh no I want him to fail because my ex husband loves this team and I just want to like piss him off and this is like the worst idea I could think of to you know like what this guy can't possibly do well or whatever yeah and so she's rooting for him to fail and so and because of that she doesn't want to get to like him or anything because you know you you don't want to be intentionally fucking over a friend like that you you would rather keep that person at arm's length i guess and just like he keeps trying to make friends with everyone around him and he just the one thing he does for her is he makes her like a little box of cookies every every morning biscuits james biscuits biscuits. (laughs) and it's just like i love that thing that like he keeps leaving them and she like she tries not to like engage with it uh initially and just eventually she just tries them and she's like oh my god these are the best biscuits i've ever had and she tries to get like higgins to try to like recreate them and like well he tries to find out where they were from what store and it turns out he was making them himself which the reveal was very good because that was when she moves jamie tart away from the team and he's so angry, and he's like, I hope these are bad. And he's like, what, yeah. what am I saying? They're the best batch yet. I perfected yeah, them. I finally perfected the recipe. <laughs> and she finds, yeah, she finds out that he makes them himself every day for her. Like, specifically for her. Yeah, uh, just so he has an excuse to say hi to the boss and, and try to be, like, friends. Yeah. And it's so sweet. And it's great because that relationship is so strong. They start off like, you know, Ted doesn't understand what she's up to the whole time and mm-hmm. the different means she's taking and in the very beginning you know you're like i don't like rebecca and as you start to learn about her you learn why and you're like oh he her husband cheated on her who owned the yeah. team rupert and is the worst rupert's a piece of shit and you feel for her and you're like oh, okay i get it but you then look and you're like but this isn't the way and over time, yeah. you that's the great thing about this show is the growth and the development of each character, even Ted's, where you watch them turn from, like, someone who you know, like, that, that's the cool thing. You, you think, like, I'm going to hate Rebecca this whole time. You hate her for probably one and a half episodes. Yeah. And then after that, you're more just getting frustrated. You, you're happy seeing her, and then you just get frustrated with her because you know she could do better. Yeah. Because she does like someone does something nice with her, she does something nice for someone else, and then the next minute she goes to Higgins and's like, "All right, this is how I'm gonna fuck him up next." And you're like, yeah. "No, Rebecca, please don't do this. We love you." Yeah. <laughs> and, one of my yeah. One of my favorite episodes early on was like the uh, the episode where the the guy from the Independent, the the reporter, Trent followed Krem, him. the Independent. Yeah, he followed him for like a day, and he's just like. He started out the day going like, oh, this, this American buffoon, like, I'm going to s- totally tear him to shreds in my article. 
And like, there's nothing I'm going to like about this guy. And by the end of the day, he's just like, this guy is like such a good person. Like, I don't think he's going to do well here, but you know, he says in his articles, like Ted is just the kind of person that you can't help, but like and root for despite like the reality of like what, you know, he's probably not going to win, but you want him to. And so. yeah, and that's like his relationship with so many people in this series. Yeah, you watch the cool thing about Ted before you really get into his character himself is he wins almost everybody over. He Even wins, Roy Kent. <laughs> he That's the thing. Over time, you're watching the players being like, the, the fuck are you? Who are you? Like, why are you here? And one by one, starting with Roy you they all fall in line and start listening to him and pretty much become completely loyal to him to the point where like you know he does the fucking movie nights for the boys and he's like no we're gonna watch iron giant and they're like oh my god (laughs) and you watch by the end of the first season rebecca is won over by him Mm -hmm. and she like you see that full 180 and it's so much it's such a good feeling I guess to say it's wholesome. It's It's very, it's very wholesome because you think like how many, like when I, when I was watching it and I already know there's two seasons and I'm in the first season and I'm like, how long will this last? I don't think I can imagine Rebecca hating, like trying to fuck this up for two seasons long. And it doesn't, it doesn't even last the first season. Good friends by the end of the first season. And by the second season, there's all these new developments and you feel like there's growth and they're just trying to do something completely different. And you're like, oh, this is great, and, like, Rebecca no longer does this, and now she is a complete 100%, you love her, you have no issues with her because she's doing everything right. Like, she's great with the team, great with the people to, you know, more or less, much more with certain other teammates. But yeah, no, uh, it's, like, adorable every time she sticks her head out of her office and she's like, hey, Ted, I need to talk to you, and, like, the entire team's like, hey, Rebecca. <laughs> it's so adorable. Good. And you, I think, like, Besides her, the other big, I guess, like antagonist to Ted was uh, Jamie Tart, and mm-hmm. to the point where he works enough with Jamie because Jamie's one of those "I am the team" people. He yeah. doesn't care he about is anybody the superstar. else. Yeah, and ironically, I think out of everyone, the first actually the first person that sides with them is Key Key uh, Keely of, of all people. Um, I think so. Well, she he was dating her in the beginning. No, I meant for Ted. Uh, oh i see first person to side with ted was keely uh because she got to know him first and she's like oh this yeah. guy's actually really nice um but i love keely <laughs> yeah jamie he you know you find out all of his issues each each person when you see someone something's wrong with somebody it remind it's a great moral because you know in normal humanity you meet someone and you see maybe they're mean or they're self-centered or something. You don't like them. And I mean, your first instinct is to go, you know, fuck this guy. I don't want to like, deal oh, with this person. They're just a dick. Yeah. P- piece of shit. I don't want to work with you. I don't want to know you, which is unfortunately a very kind of way society has been going more. So, you know, tribalism becoming bigger and bigger and more like you're either with us or with them bullshit. But like in this, it's like, Hey, why don't you find out why they're like yeah. this? And like- when become, you find out like why Jamie is the way he is, it's like it's tragic. Yeah, his father was horrible to him, is horrible to him. Still, just like Rebecca's husband was a piece of shit cheater 
and he was just bad to her in general and he's still just as bad to her like he does all these weird sly tricks just to fuck with her and have a smile on his face while he does it acting like he's a good guy yeah uh, where jamie you know he's very self-centered and stuff because the way his father treated him and when you finally find it out you know like he gets taken away and sent to another team and eventually you know <laughs> the stupid season the, the fucking like reality show and it's like oh my god that's so like, funny oh, no. <laughs> but like he comes back to the team and of course you get that interaction the entire team hates him just like a regular society would do yeah. like someone that like is like him and it's like, oh, you left because you were like too big for us stuff like that yeah and he but uh, they were also angry because he fucking take them out of the premiere also that, yeah, they, they sure. lost like their their uh level but he earns it back he earns his place with them starting yeah. with like sam's boycott of the oil the that uh airline yeah and he also is shown why he's like that when his father comes into Dude, the room that scene when his dad straight up like is verbally and like physically abusing him in yeah. front of it like his own team and like the fact that roy stepped up and was like get the fuck out of here and like give jamie a hug like that was such a like heartwarming scene it was amazing because like the entire show like roy hates jamie and yeah. for him to be like oh i see why he's uh, such a shit now like it's and everyone not does it's, it's like not 100 percent his it. fault and it's just like damn like I get you now. Like, yeah, that was such a good moment. It's, it's so good. And then like, uh, you understand it and you're like, okay, Roy, Roy is obviously, well, I guess let's finish up Ted first, but like, sure. We, you know, we see how Rebecca is, we see how Jamie is. And then for Ted, you know, likable guy, lovable guy. Why are you like this? And you find out like through it with the, um, I forget what the psychiatrist's name was. Um, yeah, I liked her. Uh, she was I, great. Um, I'm I'm looking at really Doctor Sharon Fieldstone something Fieldstone, uh, Fieldstone played by Sarah Niles yeah she is like the antithesis of Ted where yeah. he's like vibrant happy and everything she is like zero emotion she's just like that's right and a bike with a the fucking little bike thing <laughs> and I thought it was interesting like the entire time he's like I do not understand psychiatry I don't think it works and i don't like not like he's trying to be as respectful as possible he's like i i respect your career it just doesn't make sense to me so yeah. he avoids her for the longest time when even though it's like really obvious that he would benefit from talking from her or with her yeah and then he finally does and you learn everything and it's like well there's multiple things the reason he doesn't trust psychiatrists is because you know him and his wife were trying yeah. to stay together and then the divorce happens and the marriage counselor who i guess you know is also a psychiatrist is blaming ted and not giving like you know isn't giving him a chance to talk or explain or listen to what he thinks or anything else you know it's supposed to be like an equal thing yeah and unfortunately it's like one of those things where you let one instance represent an entire background whether yeah. it's an occupation or something else like that and for ted it's like you know it's not good for him but also you could see why he doesn't like that kind of thing but it's also that fear of not knowing because he is this is something he doesn't know about this is something that's unknown just like anyone else it's that fear of the unknown which is why people hate what they fear uh, or don't know i guess that that makes sense 
but over time, you know, he finally, from his breakdowns, he has actual breakdowns and panic attacks. He finally goes and sees her and you find out like his tragic past, his father commits suicide. And he's like, why do you give up? That's what it was. And uh, through that, he breaks her barriers and starts trying to befriend her. And it's really fun seeing that happen while she's there because she's not like a permanent character. And eventually she has her exit, but it's fun while she's there and like kind of doing all that stuff with all the other players. Yeah. It's really, I love really like enjoyable. when uh, she fakes Danny Rojas and she's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like the doctor <laughs> told me that football is life, but also death. <laughs> most of the football is life. Yeah. Danny Rojas. <laughs> I love it. I will say, yeah, Danny Rojas is one of the best characters. He's just so much fun. That stupid fucking dog got in the way, though. Oh, my God. That was so funny. That was I mean, fucking like hilarious. Sad, I think funny. everyone laughed. Yeah, that was fucking hilarious. Sorry, uh, that dog that dog died and I laughed my ass off. Like, this. I thought for sure he was going to hit, like, the pigeon or something, and it was just going to make the ball, like, miss. But the fact that he the killed, pigeon, like, yeah. the, the dog, like, the, the mascot dog for the team, I was just like... Oh, oh, it's so much worse than I thought it was going to be. So uh, fucking good. Oh, my God. And then he's just, like, in the shower, fully clothed, just like, uh, <laughs> or he wakes up. He wakes up from bed with two women on each side of him <laughs> screaming, like, oh, no. Because <laughs> they, they do that. They do, like, a cartoon version of the dog in his dream, and they actually animate it. And I was laughing so hard that they actually did that. Because that was, I think, the most Scrubs moment of that show because you know one thing if you've ever watched scrubs is they'll do like a fun little skit in the middle of it it's usually one of jd's daydreams and he'll like look up and there's some weird version of something happening and in this Uh, they do it but it's just like an animated dog that's just like covered in blood and he's like come on dude (laughs) he's like the goalie it's so fucking good um but yeah and it's it's fun seeing ted and watching him grow and learn to like i guess not master the panic attacks but overcome them and actually talk to someone about accept help and and so and and admit that like maybe i'm not completely unbreakable or whatever very much so and also sassy sassy's great too yeah sassy's fun uh and then of course there's my favorite character in this entire show which is roy fucking kent i love this guy (laughs) <laughs> Roy Kent is the one of the best on-screen characters of a TV show I have ever seen in my entire life. He is like, so much fucking fun. One of my favorite moments was when he was having like an, an argument with Keely about like listening to her or something like that. And he like has the realization of like what she was trying to say on the field, having like essentially the same conversation with his teammates, and he was like, wait a minute fuck he just like (laughs) runs off the field and they're just like wait what just happened (laughs) that's what i love so much is he's just that's his favorite word and it it's so good where he's just always just like fuck 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 (laughs) and even with his 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 niece is so adorable (laughs) is great and also miss bowman is fantastic like what a yeah. fun teacher and i love their it that was probably in the show one of my favorite interactions is the parent teacher conference where he shows up for his niece because uh, her mom couldn't make it she works at a hospital yeah and it's like she's been saying all these things and everything and he's like what do you think she's getting it 
And <laughs> the teacher like, looks at him and he's yeah. like, me? She's like smiling like, yeah, it's you. And, you know, he figures it out. And then she's like, you know, I, I believe you can, I believe you can improve and help her out. You know, she looks up to you a lot. Please just remember that. And as they're going, she's like, can we get ice cream? And he's like, fuck no. And then he looks at the teacher and he's like, F no. <laughs> that was so, so funny. So good. And uh, oh my God, there, I love that. That's the power of this show. There's a character like Miss Bowman who has no anything really in this show. She's just like, there is a teacher who's, she's not even foil for Roy. She's like more of a foil for his foil for his niece. But every episode she's in there, I get like extra excited because I'm like, oh, she, she's actually ironically the most like Roy, but she's a teacher and she's able to like hone it because she's like, yeah, they are pricks sometimes, but you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It's so everything about Roy is just so good because it's it's one thing i've always said i don't know if i've said it on the show i'm pretty sure i have though but it's a whole thing of i've always had a thing about like words are empty bullshit just like everyone on twitter going like oh, thoughts and prayers and all this other bullshit and they say all these nice things and all this stuff and when it comes down to it when you actually show actions of people doing something a lot of them don't come up in that kind of thing or the fact that you know someone seems like they're not the nicest in terms of what they say to people and then what they actually do is actually even better. And you're like, oh my God, these are really great people. They just don't say nice things, but they do amazing things. And Roy Kent is a shining example of that, where he says some of the <laughs> most fucked up shit, or he just swears nonstop, or it seems like he does not care. But then when it comes down to it, and it's just his actions, he is ironic, like he is more caring than any character. I'd say even more so Ted in the show because ted's like ted's great but he's also a yes man in a lot of different ways where because he wants to be liked whereas roy doesn't care what people think about him for the most part and he flat out tells like rebecca do you care about this guy because if you don't he's not good enough for you don't waste your time with him and things like that like or when he does all that shit for his niece on christmas going door to door to find a dentist to help her yeah all these different things are the things he does for keely like he is the best character there he is the most caring character there he's just hi- hidden behind all the gruffness all the the anger and the, the visible hate where you know it's like when he's trying to get back into the soccer game when he uh leaves uh being a pundit and they're like you're not Roy Kent and he's like for fuck's sake oh it is you <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then they let him on the field like that's so fucking good uh I know that was a little bit there too much there but like yeah that's Roy Kent is just that amazing that I would say this shit about him. Like he is an amazing character and I want to see more of that guy. He is fantastic. I even like the, the, like we were talking about character progression, you know, he starts off as a player and one of his story arcs is like, you know, for a soccer player, he's getting up there in age and he's, he can't really keep up with everyone else on the field. And like his knees hurt sometimes and shit like that. And so eventually he like, he takes he swallows his pride and he's like you know maybe i'm not the most useful on the field anymore maybe i'd be better as a coach and yeah he finally does that and he does a really great job as that you know what's actually funny because you know uh coach beard and ted and roy are all three writers on the show oh interesting <laughs> yeah because uh ted lasso that's uh jason sudeikis yeah 
yeah so it's like all three of them are actually big writers on the show they're they're big uh creatives it's like those three and bill lawrence and i want to let me double check who else was in it but um it's got such a great creative team uh joe kelly is another person which i don't really know who that is but those are like the main ones along with like uh phoebe walsh i believe i don't really know her though uh it's really cool the way they do this and i love that they all teamed up for a show like this because it's one of those things where you see a new streaming platform like apple tv plus and you're like for fuck's sake like i don't want another streaming platform what exclusive stuff is there gonna be that you're gonna make me want to get this for and then they show you ted lasso and you're like fuck yeah it's it's literally <laughs> Roy of, sounds. it's literally one of the few shows on apple tv that i say is worth getting an apple tv t- yeah. an apple tv subscription at least for like a little while just to watch that show i mean literally sure. you just need a month because you can knock that shit out you're yeah you're gonna watch an episode and then you're not gonna want to stop because or honestly it's a it's an it's a show where for a little bit i was able to just watch an episode a night and enjoy myself and i was like i don't need to watch another one or if i did i'd be like oh i'm treating myself to a show show tonight and it it felt like that like it was easy it wasn't like it's nice because it's not like one of those binge shows that are going you know you want to watch the next one click next go keep going keep going don't stop and then three hours five hours whatever hours later you're like i did it what happened to my day what the fuck yeah so that's something I appreciate for it, which I don't know, James, uh, when it initially came out, was it a weekly release or was it a binge release? It's a weekly release, I believe. Good. I, I Honestly, I appreciate that more now. I, I really do like uh, weekly releases, except when it comes to Demon Slayer. It is funny how I've turned around on that, where it's just, I used to be like, oh yeah, it's so cool that Netflix just puts everything up at once and I could just get through it at my pace. And now, for shows that I actually have to wait till the next week, it gives me... It literally does give me something to look forward to for the next week. <laughs> but also, it helps with control. It helps with moderation. And I feel like True. at this point now, when you watch like uh, a Netflix binge or a binge in general, I feel like Varys in season eight of Game of Thrones, where I remember when they come off of the ship when they're like shipwrecked and he's like coughing up on the ground and it turns into a meme of just Varys. <laughs> like, ah, like that's me after like a binge sometimes now because I'm like, why did I do this? <laughs> when i keep clicking I next episode yeah there, yeah there, there's a little bit of that um it also teaches i feel like it teaches patience too it helps with patience and i think ted lasso of all the of all shows is one to help you become a better person if anything or be a better understanding person uh, if that makes more sense too yeah um other than that like you know there's great characters like coach beard who has his own episode and it's fully like <laughs> what he yeah. did on the night uh his was weird like i thought it was gonna end like way dark like he was gonna kill himself or something oh no no i, I didn't think that was gonna happen but it was i i was afraid the minute he's like oh, i'm gonna walk home because i remember him throwing out jamie's dad and i'm like oh shit this is gonna happen and then you know he runs into that woman that steals pants and there's like all these different side adventures he has until he finally gets his kind of crazy girlfriend but he's also crazy. They're like crazy together. And it actually, I guess, works out. Like, it's a weird thing where you think, oh, they're going to stop going out. And then it's like, oh, they did. Oh, they didn't. Oh, they did. Oh, she's in this episode. I guess they're <laughs> together. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. Uh, but his episode is very interesting. And I really, really liked it. And I just enjoy each of these episodes. Like, I, there's not one bad episode in this show, which I really appreciate. 
and you know we talk about like shows like always sunny in philadelphia and what we do in the shadows is like these pinnacle comedy live action shows where ted lasso i wouldn't it's funny like scrubs is funny to an extent but it does more in a different direction where it doesn't make me laugh as much as those shows do but it makes me think a lot more that's the one that i think this is the reason that that this show is set aside from other shows is because it is one it's a show that i like to call a thinking show it's a show that makes you really try to look at yourself potentially which honestly you know there's shows that make you think but there's not many shows at all that make you look in a mirror i think and really mm. kind of question some things yeah. going maybe you watched an interaction with the characters in this show or find out there's a character you thought you hated and then you turned out you just feel bad about how they're like and then you reflect on your own past or people you've interacted with and go was i like that were they like that why were they like that was this why maybe i was too hard maybe i like all these different things and it i think that's why i yeah this is why i think this show is amazing is because it makes you want to be a better person yeah absolutely and i can appreciate that a lot and i'm very grateful that they've created the show for that specific thing and uh I, there, you know there's always other things you could say about the show but you know that's my main i guess rant of what i want to say about this show and why i think everyone should watch this if you could watch one show go watch this and i'm pretty sure apple tv plus probably has like a trial even if it's seven or 14 I, days I so you could knock this out in that time and then pick it up, pay your, like, you know, pay for the fucking show. It's worth it. Uh, when season three comes out, like, get your subscription. Then drop off if you don't want it. Or see if there's anything else you want on Apple TV+. Plus. If not, then drop it off until the next season comes up again. Because it's that good. I highly recommend it. And I, I tell more people that now. Especially after I've seen it like this. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you want to say or... No, I think we covered it really well. It's it's an absolutely heartwarming, fun show to watch. And yeah, if you if there's a you know free trial, definitely worth your time. Even if there's not, it's worth like what is it like five bucks for a month of Apple TV? Yeah, like yeah, it's very a very well worth your time show. Yeah, and I know there's other characters to talk about, like, specifically, I want to actually hold off on talking about Nate until season three, because I feel like there's going to be a lot more to talk about yeah, when like, that season that comes That was up. an interesting turn at the end. I I like yeah. I was like, oh, no, I don't like this. I don't, I don't. Yeah, which is why. It'll <laughs> but be I'm interested inter- to see where yeah. it goes. <laughs> I have my, I have my inklings, but I, I have a feeling I might be right. But like I said, I want to see how it unfolds before I really. Yeah. I think Nate will be the big topic for season three. Oh, for absolutely. Sure. That's definitely what they were setting up. Yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, James, if you want to head this off, because I also realize it's getting dark and I should probably turn on this light here. Right. Uh, if you want to start off Rick and Morty season five. Yeah, I'm bringing up the uh, episode list on Hulu. How many episodes was it? Was it eight or ten? I don't remember because it wasn't that many episodes. I feel like there's not usually many episodes, at least for the later seasons of Rick and Morty. Um, oh God. I, I want to say there were like eight. There weren't that many. Rick and Morty. So I guess uh, uh, thinking oh, about ten it, episodes. ten episodes. Okay, so it's, uh, it was like it was one or the other. Uh, what? Which ones? I guess stuck out to you. Will I run quickly and turn on? Uh, I mean, for sure, the like Captain Planet type episode. I mean, 
I like I grew up with Captain Planet or or at least Captain Planet was one of the cartoons I watched when I was a kid. I'm pretty sure. Uh, like, did you ever watch Captain Planet as a kid? Captain Planet with Don Cheadle? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, actually, I never watched Captain Planet. That wasn't really. Oh, really? I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, it's been a really long time, so I don't remember a whole hell of a lot of it, except for like the general like layout of like five kids with five like power rings of like the, the different elements, plus heart for some reason. Yeah, I I watched Djibouti dubs with it, so I have only really bad example. It's like I've watched <laughs> Djibouti dubs and that Don Cheadle one. So I have no good examples of that show. I just have the worst, potentially. Uh, anyway, I just thought it was really funny, the idea of, like, one, Morty falling in love with, like, the Captain Planet-type character in this. Oh, it was that, the environmental girl, right? Yeah. Who, like, saves people and shit? Um, oh, God, I forget what her name was. Uh, but then the idea of, like, when the kids grow up and they're like, let's use this to make money somehow yeah and they're basically just like keeping her as like a slave and like making appearances uh and like she's still trying to save the planet but like only when they let her and stuff like that and just like i love they try to kill morty and he just like takes one of the rings like one by one until he has all five of them and then he's like you're free we could do whatever we want now and and then she turns like psycho evil and just starts like killing people because she's like, I'm saving the planet. These people are murdering the earth. Oh, yeah. She starts killing all like the CEOs and execs and shit. Yeah, right? She turns like like super evil and she just starts like killing like miners and stuff. And it's just like, listen, lady, we're just trying to live like day to day. We need a job. Like it's not our fault that like, yeah, they're that the only jobs around here are coal or coal mining jobs and she's just like which is of course uh, an actual yeah and it's like that is people a, do hate miners and, and they're just the like it's, dude i don't have anything else to do yeah and it's like that's that's the thing it's like it's easy to say like we'll just move somewhere else get a different yeah. job but it's like that's not often as easy that's as not it realistic <laughs> especially like, if you're not from an urban environment yeah and like if you don't have like a higher education like there's not your your options are they are limited so yeah. it's like I totally understand like how men, how so many people could just be coal miners because it's like it pays the bills, but that doesn't mean that like Captain Planet should kill you for it. Uh, so that that episode I really liked because I th- I thought it was really interesting that it's like she was actually being held at bay by like the shitty like adult children or like the children that turned. That are now adults or whatever. I don't it know. was I, also you could you could say too it's their fault because of what they did. Maybe she wouldn't have been this bad if they didn't yeah, do this because they were just too. like they were just profiteering. Yeah, like maybe if they had let her, you know, save the planet more frequent, like in in an actual more frequent capacity over the years until it, and it hadn't gotten so bad, maybe she wouldn't have to ex- resort to such extreme measures. Yeah, but yeah, um. Yeah, I mean, like the first episode was kind of funny, where it's like it turns out that was the out, Namor one, right? Yeah, it's like where essentially that dude comes in, he's just fucking everything. Yeah, somehow, somehow Rick's like greatest enemy is essentially Aquaman slash Namor. Like, there's not really much to that episode. It's just like a funny, like it's just weird stupid. thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The next episode was Multiplicity, which I think that was, was that the, the one... one where he gets the watch or that something. Was... No, that was the one where there was like a bunch of different clones and like backups 
and it's just like they oh, keep dying. Oh, and it dying. was the memory of like, was that the one where Morty, like Morty gets the watch to keep kind of going back a little bit, and then no, he... that was in the last season. That was the last season. Oh, yeah. God, I'm so confused. No, this was okay. just like someone showed up and murdered the entire family, and then like another Rick somewhere got like a note, like a notification that was... on his watch that it's like, oh shit, someone killed the backups. And then there's backups of backups, and you get so yeah. confused because you keep thinking, "Is this the family? I don't know who I'm following yeah. anymore." And, it, like, and ju- ultimately, it's just like it doesn't matter. Yeah, it just kind of keeps going. Uh, let's see, what was it Rick Dependence? Day? Oh yeah, Rick Dependence Day. Uh, oh my god, is that the turkey one? Oh god, that was so funny. That like so funny. the just the yes. the basic setup of like Rick needs a pardon. So he's like, okay, it's almost Thanksgiving. I'll just make myself a turkey and like not make make a turkey, turn himself into a turkey and get the president to pardon him as a turkey and it'll account for his like a, a human side. And it's like apparently he's done this so many times that the the president expects it now and there's like like a back and forth thing where they're trying to like like the president's all, trying to prevent Rick and like all the Rick, other soldiers turn into turkeys also. <laughs> Yeah, they have like a like a special team set up to call in to turn into like turkey soldiers for just such an occasion. Uh. Oh, so do okay. So that episode, if I remember correctly, gets very fucked up because isn't it like uh, Summer has like a giant? It's like her egg or something. Oh, is... the giant baby. Oh god, what episode was that? Was that the same episode or a different episode? Where basically oh, there's an incest okay. child. Yeah, no, okay. You are right. That was that episode. I was jumping ahead to the uh, Thanksploitation episode. Oh, my God. Yeah, but, isn't it like Summer and Morty pretty much yeah, accidentally it's like, create... Well, it, like, I love this episode starts with Morty seeing the, like, horse, like, jack-off machine, essentially. Because, oh. like... <laughs> I at, forgot about yeah, Like, at, the, uh, at his mom's vet... Because it's like she she's a horse vet or a horse surgeon. So like I guess it makes sense they would have other medical equipment for like horses around. And so Morty's just like he gets an internship to work at her place just so he could use that machine. And then for some reason, there's like an underground society of horse people with like the chuds. <laughs> and I love that you don't even reference the movie at all. They just keep calling them chuds though. And so Rick is, like, setting up an experiment where he needs, like, horse DNA. So he got, like, a giant vat of horse semen from Beth's, wor- like, vet. And he's just, like, and Morty's, like, what uh, What are you doing with that vat? He's <laughs> just, like, oh, it's fine as long as there's, like, nothing but horse semen in here. And Morty, like, lets it, the experiment go. Because he somehow- doesn't want people to know he used a horse vet. Yeah, and, and so somehow it makes, like... It turns his semen like giant size, and they just start like terrorizing the uh, like the world or whatever. And so yeah, they they try to find different ways to fight them off. And the American government's plan was to like find a to make a giant egg to attract the, uh, the sperm. Yeah. <laughs> and it, and it's just like for whatever reason, I guess because it was like Summer's plan that she like donated an egg and. Yeah, it just it ends up with them accidentally making a giant incest baby between Summer and Morty and launching it into space, and it survives. 
I think this show is a big issue with this kind of thing where this feels like a reoccurring thing of like family inbred issue. Like, okay. Well, it's like, how far can we go? Let's go all the way back to the first season. There's like a, that remember the, fr- the, um, scary terry episode the dream within a dream uh-huh remember when they go into the principal's dream and for some reason there is oh. a version of some there's a sexy summer in there yeah yeah it starts off there and like each season we get something different like there's the um i want to say there's it there's a couple episodes there's like the apocalypse episodes a little weird but i think the biggest one before this was the dragon episode if you remember the remember those dragons, I think it was the previous season. Uh, Rick gets Morty a dragon. Oh yeah, and then they have like weird like they have weird like connection thing that causes oh, them yeah. to kind of orgasm, and it's like almost like sex. So they at the end they have a giant one where they're all in there, and it not only has the dragons, but in this weird like mind orgasm, it's got Rick, Summer, and Morty. So you have these siblings in the same <laughs> orgasm thing with their grandfather yeah. together. And then you're like, what the f-? And even Rick mentions it. And he's like, sorry, you and your sister shared an orgasm. And he's like, what the fuck? I'm like, why is this a, a, why is this a reoccurring thing for them? I don't understand. I'm like, the, I'm thinking like the inbred baby's got to be like the stopping point, right? You can't get worse than this, can you? Unless you're Dave Harmon and... Justin Roiland. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think they enjoy the challenge of like how gross and how deep can we go with this how, before how fucked people up can tell we get us to? to stop. Yeah, and them and their their weird new their writing team that they got since like season three, I want to say. Which, um, looking at these episodes, James, how would you say you feel uh, compared to like, you know, when remember there, you know, Rick and Morty had like weird hype like crazy hype where the first two seasons everyone's talking about this show you're mm-hmm. like holy shit there's rick and morty i love this shit and then you have all the fucking people doing the, oh geez rick like they're mm-hmm. doing the morty impressions they're doing the rick impressions there's a really really weird subsection of fans that think they're smart because they watch rick and morty yeah and they think it's like a weird superiority thing and it doesn't make sense because the show doesn't make the show does not fucking make you smart i want people to know that this show does not make you smart if anything it just makes you a fucking idiot if you think you're smart for watching it but like uh you know after season three i would say is the weakest season of uh the show yeah season four was like it had a couple good episodes like the one you mentioned where morty gets the the reset button like that shit was like hilarious but other than that, like that last season was just kind of okay for me. I I enjoyed this season a lot more. I think, I th- it, it feels like they're growing. I feel like uh, since they've gotten a bunch of writing team people, I'm like I could be wrong, but I could have sworn it was like the writing that writing team that like people that worked on kids shows like Barnyard from Nickelodeon, the one with the talking cows and shit, which you know. I don't really know what you have to write for that show. I never watched it personally, so I don't know how the show was. But I'm just saying, like, once that new writing team came in, the show's quality dropped immensely. The animation looked exactly the same. So it was really from the story perspective and the people that were writing the show. And at least we're seeing improvement, which, you know, makes me feel good. But also, do you feel like Rick and Morty is still a hyped show? Or is it just kind of a show that's there now? Uh, yeah. 
I think I'd agree. It's it's not really like the phenomenon that the first two seasons were. were I, and I think part of that was people it like came out of nowhere and people were like, "Yo, no, this this new show on Adult Swim is like insane. You have to watch it." And yeah. at this point, it's like some of the shock factor is gone, I guess. And so yeah. it's still a fun show, but it's not like the cultural phenomenon that it was when it first started. Yeah, I, you don't it, you don't walk around point. going, "Hey." You should go watch this show now at, at this point. You yeah. know, it's funny, too. It's like that hype, you know, it backfired for some. Like, Brandon, you know, our friend Brandon, who was on uh, the Peacemaker episode of Cut of Steel, he straight up wouldn't watch it because so many people kept hyping it up and telling him to watch it. He, really? It, you know how it does it does that sometimes? Where if you get bothered by yeah. its popularity and enough people, like, bothering you to watch it, then that's, it turns That's what it off. is for me. It's, it's like... Yeah. It's weird. If I see that a lot of people are excited about something, I will get sucked into that hype and that'll make me want to play something or watch something or read something like sooner rather than later. Like I am so tempted to drop both Destiny and Horizon just to play Elden Ring because no, people, James, don't give just George because people are going insane about Elden don't Ring. Do it. Don't give that railroad bastard your shit. Oh no, he'll get my money eventually. Yeah, I know. He will. I, I, know. That, I know he's gonna that, that fate is sealed. But <laughs> I could I could put off that fate of, for now. But for now. um, but like I definitely understand though if someone tells me like no 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 you have to play Elden Ring it's it's the best you you don't understand you have to play it like if enough people tell me I have to do something it immediately for some reason even though I was hyped for it before it turns something turns fun me into off something because it makes it, it into work yeah I was yeah exactly exactly and I forget what. Maybe it was that might have no may, maybe Breaking Bad maybe that might have been mm. Breaking Bad but I that's a that's that's the weird thing I did watch it I was in the second season when I stopped and I said this show I don't like this show it's not good oh, I mean really? it's good I thought it was good but you gotta I, keep going <laughs> I didn't like the characters I hated every single character Nah that's fair and that was my issue with the show. And it's mm. like, I get why people like the show. I get why it's cool. I'm like, well, I, I assume Sopranos. I'm like, because eventually I want to watch Sopranos. And everyone says that's amazing. For me, and it's The Wire. I keep hearing I got to watch The Wire. There's like all these HBO shows, like the old HBO, like before Game of Thrones. It's like you look pre-Game of Thrones, like 2010 and prior. You got like what? Entourage, The Wire, Sopranos, Boardwalk Empire, band of brothers and stuff like yeah. those were like the old hbo the wire is definitely though i mean I've, I've watched a bit of boardwalk empire it's pretty good but the wire is the one that i keep hearing is like some of if not the best like tv that has ever been i guess i think in the future one day maybe i'll watch breaking bad i'll try it again because also i think i've grown more perspective over time or i can at least be more observant when watching it maybe if anything so i can at least like give it more of a chance but um because i mean i feel like if anything ted lasso has helped me grow as a person <laughs> to be, understand why people do these things and what their motivations are but you know i'll i'll, I'll take a look eventually yeah. not not right now but i want to say like if, if you weren't into it by the end of the second season then it maybe it just isn't for you but i didn't reach the end of the second season i forget where uh, i stopped in the second season I, I have no recollection of where it was uh when i okay stopped. it might have been two episodes in or halfway through it was either halfway through second season or two episodes into the second season that i stopped. Uh, yeah then maybe i would say like de give it another shot eventually but for sure it's like 
whenever you feel like it. Yeah. Um, I just remember, it's not like it's going anywhere. Yeah. I, I, I could go on. I could literally say something I didn't like about each character I saw in that show, but I'm not, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, but right. anything else for Rick and Morty, you good? Um, I mean, yeah, I don't want to recap like every single episode, no, yeah, I for guess, sure. but like, I definitely liked the Gotron episode. Oh, I forgot about the Voltron shit. Yes, that was a crazy, you know, because that's like Summer's like, I'm the new number two. To- well, that and just like the fact that Rick actually loses his mind. Like he fanboys out over like one specific thing and it's like Gotron bots. And it's like, it's not Voltron where it's like cats or whatever. It's like ferrets. And somehow... <laughs> Somehow they're able to like he finds the other ones and he is somehow able to rope other universes Rick like, and Morty's Rick and yeah, Morty's Rick's, and, or and I guess Rick's yeah yeah into like combining their Gotron bots with his universe's Gotron bots and it becomes like it like it literally keeps on going. It's like eventually we can find so many we can make the go 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 con uh, Gotron bot or whatever. Like it just keeps on going and like it like I forget really where it ends, but it, I think it's just like they eventually just stop because it's like this is getting out of hand. <laughs> we gotta yeah. stop. It it is backfired because I remember there's like a giant shootout in their club and all this stuff, and like one of the multiverse Ricks die, who is like a I guess one they all liked or something. I don't remember anymore. Oh, I think they Morty paired up with one like the original Gotron uh, pilots. Oh right, they had to pilot the the uh, incest baby <laughs> to fight the super robot. <laughs> uh that makes sense that was so funny did incest baby survive that i don't i don't i think it did like it's i think it's still out there that's gonna be an interesting thing to watch grow holy shit uh it was also this is like this is morty's second kid yeah the uh oh god what was he called morty jr uh it was interesting seeing the uh like Rick's past or whatever in that like flashback episode where like it starts off with Morty. Wait, was it this one? Well, at some point Morty finds out about like the, the story about like Rick having his family killed by another Rick. And then he like goes off and, and saves or become eventually he becomes like the Rick that he is now because he lost his wife. Like we yeah. were, we were led to believe that that was like a made up story, but like apparently that is true. That is actually, like, why he is the way he is. It's the shit we all... It's funny because, you know, you watch the first two seasons along with um, the the episode of... That first episode of season three, the Szechuan sauce episode that somehow fucked up McDonald's forever. Yeah. But, uh, sorry, I actually felt bad for McDonald's that day. But, uh, you know, you learn all this shit where it's like, oh, all this shit happened to Rick and his, you know, his, his Beth and wife died and that's what caused all that shit and also led to like him learning about Birdman and becoming friends with like the resistance and shit. Uh, I think that storyline, like that whole like rebellion storyline and then the storyline of the, the evil Morty are like these two overarching storylines that people have been wanting forever. And just kind of waiting to see what the hell happens to that like overarching story. It's definitely interesting to see like, why rick was so attached to birdman it seems like he actually literally was like in love with him like romantically uh, possibly like he seemed really well he seemed really like emotionally distraught over like uh birdman choosing tammy over him and Uh, 
And it just, it seemed like it was much more than just like, oh man, my friend is leaving me. It was more like you chose her over me. And like, I thought we were like meant to be together kind of, but like they never said it explicitly, but that's just like the, the it could also be like a bromance thing where it's like, you know, a woman could get, that's true. I guess. I'm not I don't sure. know. It's just like maybe, maybe I am. I wanted too to much fuck the it. bud, <laughs> but uh, yeah. What else? Yeah. The I did like too. They had like a oh, good God. version of Tammy in his like in his inner mind. Yeah, going through it because the other ver- like the real Tammy was already dead. If I remember correctly, when they do that episode with the two bets. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh God, which one was the one with the Rick and two? Oh God, yeah. For, uh, forgetting that was season Sarah- four. Yeah. Well, the, uh, Rick and Two Crows, where like literally just to make a point, like more, uh, Rick was like anything could be a better companion than Morty, and I'll prove it to you. Just like spin the wheel, and it lands on like two crows, and, and they so, turn into a fucking anime. <laughs> yeah, and, like that's the thing. Like he becomes like actually like he. Well, first off, he tries to train the crows himself, and it's like it kind of works and but like he eventually gets tired of it and he tries to send them to like a bird planet and he gets like abducted by like crow people that teach him how to like emotionally communicate with his crows and now he's like oh my god no seriously morty these two crows are the perfect companions we're totally in sync it's amazing and then yeah like the last episode is uh rick in a seemingly multi-hundred year war with like using the crows and he's got that awesome crow armor and stuff like yeah it becomes like a, to- a total anime i i like i love when they do that in this show where they take like a small concept and they're just like how far can we take this just rick and two crows it's so ridiculous it was yeah it was something i i got it's sad i'm like i'm sorry i i watched it when it came out so i've like such a i was like oh i could watch it again and i'm like i'm not gonna do that uh so i have like small recollections of everything unfortunately but yeah. i think that also says kind of like how the season was that i can't remember everything that well either yeah Usually, even if for it's me something i really like i could like keep it in my head yeah, even for me like i'm i watched it more recently but i'm still having to scrub through like these episodes on hulu really quick just to like get an idea of what happened like a more to a Mortykin graffiti was essentially just the two storylines where, um, where the main one was just like, uh, Morty and Summer were trying to impress the new kid in school, and so they oh, took him right. on a joyride in, yeah. in uh, Rick's car, and then it turned out the Rick's car was just like, no, I just wanted to dirt on you <laughs> to uh, yeah, that's pretty good to let you let uh, make or give me the opportunity to just do whatever I want, and the car just like goes nuts and terrorizes the galaxy because they it just can. make the kid a loser at the end of it. <laughs> the other one, uh, part of that story was kind of funny though, where it was like uh, Rick somehow had made a bad deal with like essentially the Cenobites from Hellraiser. Oh yeah, him and Beth go there and, and they have like the crazy Cenobite outfits. Well, and, and so like he... Or Dominatrix outfits, I guess. Well, he apparently introduced them to Jerry because just like hanging out with Jerry was like such like mind-numbingly boring torture to them that it like it counted as something that they would enjoy because it was so agonizing. Like that that was pretty funny. That was great, yeah. Uh, that was pretty great. That's about it really for this season. Right. Then I think we are done with those two specific things and we can kind of break off into some things we could finally catch up on. 
And I think I'll knock it out first this time, or at least hit one thing up. Uh, it's a show I took forever to watch. Like I've watched the first two seasons when it first came out, and that was the man that the man in the high castle. Oh yeah, I watched I, a few episodes of that first season, and I always meant to get back to it, but I never did. Well, don't worry, I'm gonna spoil everything. Good. Uh, okay, <laughs> it'll save me some time. Precious, <laughs> precious time. Like I watched those first two seasons years ago when it first came out, and then I finally, I, I like it forgot. I forgot all about it, and there were two more seasons, and I finally watched uh, seasons three and four. And I gotta say, like this show kind of was disappointing overall like, really that's sad yeah because it starts with such an interesting concept it's a very strong start and i think like the first two seasons you're feeling a lot because you don't know too much and because you don't know too much it's kind of like lost where you don't know shit's happening in lost but each time there's a new mystery like oh shit what the fuck is that there's a polar bear there's people that are walking on who the others are oh my god this is crazy and then you find out and like the smoke is elder man and you're like smoke zelda man fuck this sucks <laughs> <laughs> or he's like smoke is god and you're like god damn it but like uh in this show you're like oh where the where's the videos coming from like all the footage and it's like oh it's from the reality where uh we win but there's also other realities too so here's like all these different films from different versions and uh people can like go into those other dimensions or like other universes and it's like a thing about universe hopping where certain people have the gift and they'll like physically be gone from one world and be in another one and time counts so you could be gone for a bit and they're like where the fuck did you go and you're like well i wasn't here well i didn't want to be in nazi controlled world anymore so i went to a Amer- uh, not nazi controlled world got a hot like and lived in like real america for a little bit just to check it out like it's not actually something that really happens but it's like the characters that have that power are just more baffled like you know where, where the fuck am i what's happening here and there's of course you know doppelgangers there's like, oh, here's this version of John Smith who, in the main show, is like high-reigning Nazi man who used to be an American soldier back when there was an America before the Nazis took over. And they became like a, a Nazi yes-man and it was like climbed the ladder all the way to potentially becoming, uh, in the, by the fourth season, the American Fuhrer of America Nazi, uh, Nazi America. There's like two Fuhrers by the end of the show uh whereas um it's a very interesting concept but like um there's like different factions of nazis where you're kind of rooting for some nazis over the others and then you're like wait why am i rooting for any (laughs) nazis what the fuck is happening and uh the other universe has like oh here's john smith american war veteran in regular real world like ours and vietnam's about to happen and he doesn't want his son to go get sent to the war and you're like wow okay this is interesting that's fine and uh the difference is like your first two seasons is more trying to unravel everything you have people traveling with these films that have like the allies winning the war yeah like impossible films yeah and you know nazi germany has half of america on the east side and uh the japanese empire has like a smaller half of the western side and like the central areas like the uh, the no man's land or like neutral ground i did find it interesting that like that germany had to split the u.s with with uh, japan 
Yeah, and like Germany also, you know, they have control over Europe, they have control over Africa. Uh, I believe Japan has Asia and South America, and I think not the Germans pretty much got rid of majority of the black people on the planet. I'm not too sure. Uh, they they do a whole thing. They they do some fucked up shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to the point, like, you go into American Germany, or uh, German America, and you're like, there's only white people here. There are only white people here. Uh, whereas Japan is like, we let the Jews live, but I still <laughs> will kill any of you if you do anything wrong. And you're like, gee, Shit. thanks. <laughs> yeah, great. Guys, fuck. <laughs> um, it, it's, like, much more of, like, hidden rebellion and mystery and then you get to season three and four and you're into more of like you understand what's going on here's people that can like hop universes and here's the guy that actually had the videotapes but he's just the guy that kind of like put them all together he's not Were anyone they using like technology to hop universes or no, some people naturally can just do it they can hop what? universes they'll take the films do they explain from... that shit <laughs> Uh, if they did, I don't remember. It was kind of bored. <laughs> okay. Um, but they're just kind of like... Oh, that's not good. <laughs> I mean, it was fun, but I was just kind of like, I want this to be over. Like, uh, I, I just wanted to get it over damn. with at a certain point because it was interesting. That's not a good sign. <laughs> but it was like, it took some time and they start switching storylines up a little bit because you think like, oh, these characters are the main ones you're getting the stories from. And they switch some perspectives, bring in new characters by the fourth season and you're just kind of like well okay and it doesn't feel like too much is happening in some of them it's more like you saw the main stuff of like potential battles and everything else and now it's more of like the fallout of like well here's uh smith's family and this is how they feel because they left for a bit went to the neutral zone and got to listen to like jazz and black music and it was like wow this is really cool and then like the oldest daughter is like hey dad what happened to the black people and it's like oh you know we put them to work to do stuff and it's like what really happened we killed them and you're like oh fuck oh my god yeah you're like oh that's not good and the daughter is like i hate being here and like her and the mom want to bounce the younger daughter is like fully indoctrinated where she's like i'll report my own sister if need be it's fine anything for the reich it's like america they're like going after the next generation of americans to make them full-on like super nazis it's crazy and you're like japan's better we gotta stop the japanese though they're also pretty fucking crazy and uh because they're straight up just like oh we'll just chop people's heads off we're gonna gas a family it's fine it's all good it's japan um but by the end of it you're getting all these like fixes like there's japanese that want peace so eventually they actually give up the american territory interesting uh, because like the the black communist movement is like you know, we were we blew up their fuel lines up and down the west coast and stuff and we want you know, we, well, we want you gone and shit and you have like the the japanese that want more war and are like we didn't do this for nothing we're gonna keep going and you have the ones that want to end this shit and like there's like loyalties are tested and stuff and it's actually really interesting i won't lie it, it is very interesting and by the end of it, it like it calms down and like the main japanese character you're kind of following because uh one of the one of the main japanese characters that can actually hop dimensions is killed off screen and is not even in the fourth season i think he had like other he uh switched to go to lost in space i believe uh interesting and weird 
and he was one of the main characters. So you're like, oh fuck, okay. He was the best. Like, char- he was him? the best character. No, it was um weird. I forget what his name was, but he w- he played um Shang Tsung in the Mortal Kombat movie, the older one. Oh, that has that meme. You know, yeah. the meme where it's like, oh you, it's like his soul is mine. Yes, that's him. Uh, he's fantastic. He plays this quiet. He's the guy with the glasses. Or wait, there's two. Both main characters that are Japanese glasses. Never mind. That doesn't help. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, yeah, they kill him off screen. He's just like dead in a car, and you're just like, well, that was anticlimactic. Okay, that was potentially the best character. Like another guy that seems like a main. Char- they kill like two other characters off in I want to say the third season that are pretty important, like uh, Frank or. or Joe and Frank, actually. I was like, was it Joe or Frank? And I'm like, no, wait, they both died. Never mind. Uh, like, Joe is the dude who was secretly a Nazi. And he gets killed by Jules, the main character. And uh, Joe is the Jewish guy that, like, blows himself up in season two to stop the Japanese. He, like, goes into the helico- their he- headquarters and suicide bombs them. And then survives. And you're like, oh, shit. And he's, like, doing this crazy art that people use as inspiration to rise up against the Japanese. And then they find him, and he just gets his hand cut off. And I'm like, oh my god, fuck! (laughs) And I'm like, well, we have no more Jewish characters now either. Shit. And uh, I'm like, Frank and um, I forget what the minister's name. It was like the the foreign trade minister is the guy that plays Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat. They're like my two favorite characters, and they both get killed off. And I'm like. All right, fine. I guess I guess this is happening. By the end of it, though, like uh, the wife sells out uh, John Smith to the rebels, and they take out the Nazis because, like, it's crazy. The whole th- the minute the Japanese leave, the, the Reich is like, "Oh boy, we're invading the rest of America." Yeah, of course. <laughs> so this is gonna be fun, and it just kind of ends with a giant portal opening, and the people from like our world and shit are like normal people because the the nazis have been building a portal that can artificially allow you to cross over and they're like we're going to potentially invade this other world and shit but they get stopped they all get killed at least the american ones get overthrown like um smith gets betrayed by his wife and they get blown up the other nazis in charge that are americans are like well shit we used to be americans fuck this they throw down their swastikas and stuff uh meanwhile there's still like you know nazi germany uh potentially and they'll deal with that when they deal with that i guess but uh yeah random people just start walking through the portal like regular dressed people like oh where are we what's going on here and they like these rebels are just helping them through like yeah we're all armed men just come right through average citizens and you're like singing weird what the fuck is happening i'm like this is how the and it just ends and i'm like i don't know what the fuck i just watched I have no idea what I just... It was like one of those weird endings that just end kind of stupidly. I mean, from what I understand, the show got canceled. So was it supposed to keep going? Or was that definitely just like the end of the show? I don't know. I Hmm. just... I tried to look it up and it didn't kind of clear things up for me. I just kind of had more questions than anything. And I'm like, oh, I guess just read the book next time. I don't know. Uh, Is it based on a book? I think so. I think there's a book. So That's I'm, interesting. I'd, I'm I, interested I in reading the book. Yeah, I feel like I'd be much more interested in reading the book. Yeah, but it was, yeah, it was just weird. Uh, that's why I would say, like, it's it's funny going and watching the first two seasons and being like, this is a really fun show. And then watching the third and fourth season and going, 
damn, maybe I would have liked it more if I kept up with it when it came out as it came out, but instead I'm here and I'm just kind of watching it going like, ah oh, yes, finally tying this loose end and I'm going to bury it right after I'm done with it. Okay, cool. Like, I, I just, yeah, it's weird because when you look at that show, that was the defining show of Amazon Prime Video, like of their original stuff. That was the first big show they had that was like, hey, you want to watch stuff on Prime Video exclusively? We have Man in the High Castle, Nazis won World War II, and them and the Japanese pretty much took over America. And you're like, oh my God, this is crazy. I can't believe they do something like this. And then you remember like... uh D and D were like, we're gonna do one where the Confederacy never lost the war. They didn't win, but uh, like they're yeah. still Confederate states, and you're like, Oh, that's also kind of interesting, but everyone else is like, Fuck you and the place you came from, and you're like, Oh, I guess oh, it's only okay if you're a Nazi. Alright, gotcha. Alright, I see how it is here. <laughs> I'm like, it's okay when one world where you're like, kill all the Jews, but everything else is like, no, this isn't allowed. It's fine. I'm like, ah oh, god. But you know, D D made Game of Thrones and that sucked ass, so it's good that that show didn't come out. <laughs> yeah, maybe they're just bad writers. I don't know. I think so. Who knows? They're Netflix's problem now. They're making shit for them. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not gonna be binging their shit. I can tell you that much for sure. Um, but yeah, that was Man in the Castle seasons uh, three and four. Um, I know that was very all over the place, but I didn't really have anything specific to say about it. I was just kind of thinking of what I thought about it overall, of just like these random points and just how all over the place it was i guess hmm. um let me see what how we're doing yeah we got time for one more thing james if you want to knock yeah. something out uh yeah i can knock out this one real quick just because it's like most recent in my mind i guess mm-hmm. uh i watched free guy a couple weeks ago and oh, yeah. how is that it's good it's a fun movie like i mean i like ryan reynolds he's a funny guy and i i like this concept it's it's kind of <sighs> It's weird to say it's kind of like Toy Story where it's like the idea of what if a video game character came to oh, life, sort okay. of. Mm-hmm. And it's it's deeper than that in this movie. Like there's a reason for why Ryan Reynolds' character is like aware or why he's even able to like break out of his loop and stuff like that. And it's cool, but it's just like, I guess my main problem with this movie is that it's made for an audience that has heard of video games and maybe plays some games from time to time, but has no idea how they're made or anything. Oh, it's one of those. Yeah. So like uh, Taika Waititi plays the like head of the studio and he's like the, um, I want to say like the cool Zuckerberg type, mm-hmm. uh, like that uh, stereotype of, you know, kind of young dude. All the Taika Waititi's not that young, but he like... Oh, like Lex Luthor playing basketball in BBS? Exactly. That. <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> I uh, didn't even watch this movie. <laughs> where he, he's like... And Taika Waititi is hilarious. And uh, all... Like the, the movie... Mm-hmm. And I I feel like this is a very basic uh, compliment that I tend to give movies. But like... I'm usually pretty honest about it. It was well acted. Like Ryan Reynolds. Funny. Like the, the female lead. I forget her, her character's name. Uh, she was great and like Taika Waititi he was hilarious um, but uh, it, it was just for me knowing how video games work in the background like a little bit like I'm not going to say I'm a, a game dev like I hate it when I see people on Twitter going like it's so easy to fix a game just do this or whatever and it's like it's 
it's so much more complicated than you, you try think. pressing the off switch but the, the things i'm talking about are like um in the like one of the things that's happening in the movie is that like they are the company is trying to build um free city 2 or whatever it's called uh like i honestly forget what the game was called but it, they basically they're making like a sequel to this one it's a to the game that ryan reynolds lives in and one of the things it's like oh they're gonna release this game on monday we got like two more days to uh figure out to find like the evidence that we're looking for for this legal case in this game because something to do about like code being stolen or whatever and used to build this game which i mean that that makes sense sort of well not really because the code wasn't stolen okay so um they basically like the two characters find out that like the the sequel like there's nothing from the original game that is going to be in the sequel because apparently the other server is going to be shut down so they're kind of all yeah raised. they literally they posit that like as soon as this new game is released the old one will not only go offline but be like deleted effectively like killing ryan reynolds yeah ryan reynolds's character and like all the evidence will be lost and everything and i'm like no one would do that that would be like if activision put out the next call of duty game and they're like oh by the way you can't play the old one anymore we're deleting it off of your hard drive and making the servers not work anymore or or like if uh um, you could still play call of duty 2 on xbox yeah, 360 or, multiplayer yeah and like if exactly and that's the thing is like these these games don't go away when the next one shows up like yeah maybe this the servers don't last forever but it, it, it again it would be like if rockstar puts out whatever follow-up to uh gta online there is for G- grand theft auto 6 or if it's its own standalone thing and they were like starting tomorrow <laughs> you can't access any of the shit you bought in gta uh online because just play the new one everything's gone you can't even access it anymore like that one they would just be losing all the money that they would potentially be making from people who still want to play the old game who maybe don't want to spend the money to buy the new one or get mm-hmm. invested in that one yet. So it's, it's like little things like that, where it's like, that was definitely someone in the studio going like, just put in some more drama. I don't know. Maybe again, I am maybe, uh, I'm not an expert on how movies are made or anything, but it just, it feels like someone who doesn't understand how video games works was trying to, or how video games are made, was trying to engineer some drama in like how how to get rid of an old video game or whatever or something like that. And it just, it made sense to them. But to someone who knows how video game companies tend to work, it's just like, that would never happen. That makes no sense. Uh, and then the other thing that makes no sense is just like the, the data that they, that the main characters were trying to find was like, the company that put out this game bought their company and then said that they didn't use their code to build their game and just like they said they just didn't use it so i was like wait well why would you buy a company to not use their code that that makes no sense unless they're like a competitor they're saying they didn't use it before they bought them yeah and it or even after they bought them they they essentially they were like, he bought our company. That's why our game didn't get made and why we're working on like this this other game now. 
and they swear that they never used our code or else we could sue them. And I'm, I'm like, I don't understand, but they bought your company and, and all their prop, all your property. Like I, they should be able to use your code. Well, what's the problem there? Like, so it's, I guess it's stuff on like the, the back end that makes no sense when you think about it. And that but, stuck out to you more than I guess the movie itself. Right? Yeah. So it's like, it's definitely because of that. I, you have to, unless you know nothing about how video games are made or anything, you mm-hmm. kind of have to suspend disbelief of like, well, I guess maybe this company would do that. Maybe. I don't know. But other than that, like the, again, Taika Waititi was hilarious. Ryan, uh, Ryan Reynolds was hilarious. Like, so, like this movie is funny and it has a lot of clever ideas and it, it's fun to see like, um, eventually when Ryan Reynolds's character gets the ability to essentially play the game himself, like he tries to level up in the game by just doing nice things <laughs> because apparently you, it's like GTA, maybe not exactly like GTA, but like Skyrim and, and oblivion where like everything you do in the game for some, for anything, it gets you experience. Mm-hmm. So he just starts to like stop players from harassing NPCs and he's just like a good guy. And apparently that becomes like an international phenomenon of like, oh yeah, blue shirt guy. He's just like really nice. And he's like the only nice person online who would have ever thought about that. And it's just, it's really weird. Um, yeah, it's, I guess, what, how long have I been going on? Okay. Uh, like probably long enough. It's, I guess, long story short, it's a fun movie, but it's definitely not like, a thinking movie i guess mm, that makes sense okay I mean, yeah. it just seems like a it just seems like an easy blockbuster if anything yeah for sure it's uh, it's a fun ryan reynolds comedy movie and i know it's like i'm pretty sure it's on like hbo max and disney plus right now it so is that's gonna... that's how i watched it on uh disney plus i believe gotcha I'll, i'm gonna watch it sooner or later and I'll, i can either do a little touch up on it or i'll just say it in yeah. intro i watched it it was yeah. fine no it's definitely a fun <laughs> time I'll be it, so we'll see what happens okay um that is the show then it's, it's funny i got dude i got a list again it's not as bad as before but i'm like all right i got like four different monster movies to talk about i got two gundam shows uh those south park COVID specials i'm still waiting on someone to watch mob psycho and yeah. then uh yeah I'm, I'm building up a gamera talk time but that's when i actually watch all the gamera movies i don't want to like knock out one at a time but yeah that's what i got on my plate um we will, of course, like I said, uh, we got two big games to talk about. Whether or not that'll be next week or not is to, to be determined. Uh, it would, I mean, I'm definitely close to finishing Destiny 2. Uh, or I just, the uh, Witch Queen content, yeah, at least. I just want to get the Raiden. If I can get the Raiden, I think we'll be green light, good to go. Oh, you didn't try um, to do Worlds First? <laughs> fuck no dude i ha- so many so many people in my clan were doing it and i got like three requests to do it to one of them by name were like going hey can you come and do this i know you're not doing it right now come and play <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> i could do that or i can get some pinnacles done with my hunter and then finish the legendary campaign with my warlock uh, for my second run through because i know for sure i can do those whereas i could be spending that entire day on this raid and not get it done so i feel like being in-game productive right now and so i did that instead um, and then I'm going to be a complete parasite and, uh, when enough, uh, potentially this week or next week, uh, 
jump in with them and be like, all right, so show me how this raid works. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. That's what I, it's going to be fun. Um, but thanks for uh, doing yeah, the legwork. <laughs> pretty much. I, oh God, I would have done it, but I just, I was no, not in a good headspace for it. I it, was not feeling it. Like, I like the idea of fix, if, like figuring out how to do those raids on your own, but it's also like that shit takes all day. Yeah. Cause it's complicated. And so, like, as much as I would like, I like the idea of doing that myself with, like, a, a team doing it fresh. I don't think I'm ever going to do that. I'm going to wait for strats to come out. And I'm going to just look up how, to the, how the raid is done and be like, well, now I know how to do it. Let's see if I can do it. I may, I might do it for one of the next ones. Like, for sure, I think I'll, I'll try to do Worlds First for whatever the contest mode is for King's Fall. Because that's the next raid we're getting um so i'll definitely try to do king's fall contest mode if anything and go for that i think that'll be a lot easier because at least i can actually now that i'm thinking about it i don't remember wait is king's fall coming things. back yeah it's coming back because they said they were going to bring back one of the other raids from the last game and right. king's fall that. makes more sense than crota's and considering that's not even really a raid and <laughs> <The> uh strike <laughs> i doubt dude that would be so funny if they actually did turn crota's end into a strike <laughs> no actually that'd be pretty fun but otherwise, like... They could do a dungeon. <laughs> they could do a dungeon, honestly. But otherwise, like, Wrath of the Machine, I don't see coming immediately right now. It doesn't fit with the current, like, theme at the moment. Um, but I do... I, I could see Wrath of the Machine coming eventually. That would be... Because that's one of the best races. It would have made more sense if they did that during the season of the Splicer. If they were going to do yeah. it. But, you know, they were busy with everything else. They were just, like... It, we were happy enough to get Vault of Glass, honestly. So, there's that. But like I said, uh, potentially then we will get our Destiny episode next week for episode 142. We would talk about pretty much sum up Season of the Lost. We talked the Witch Queen uh, expansion. I would attempt to talk about the new raid. And if we could, maybe a little bit of Season of the Risen. But it would very much be, there's a lot. Like Witch Queen will take time. That, that's going to be a really fun conversation. And if I can, I'll see if Andreas will want to come on for that. Uh, and then I don't know if it'll be the week after. If we'll do Horizon 2, because that would require me to get back to playing Horizon 2. So we'll see if that happens. If not, um, maybe another movie will come out and we'll talk about that. Or we'll just keep going on this backlog because we got other shit to talk about still that we can knock out. And I would very much value that time to get more shit out of the way. So we'll see what happens. Um, otherwise, like I said, besides this cut of steel, the Peacemaker episode is out. Check that out. Episode 12 and episode 13 is going to come out this coming week. Uh, by the end of the week, the Batman. We'll be talking all about it. It's going to be big. There's going to be a lot to say. It's going to be really fun. Uh, otherwise, you know, email us, sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. Feedback, comments, you have questions you want us to answer on the show, send us there. Uh, once again, it's the title of the show, sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. You could also subscribe on whatever uh, platform you're listening to. If it's Apple Podcast, give us a five-star review. That would really help us out. If it's Spotify, please rate us. And if it's YouTube, of course, give us a, a like besides subscribing. And you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Side Talk. Currently really just visible on Instagram. Eventually returning to Twitter and also TikTok after that as well. And you can follow Jim's on Twitter at VidroJim124. And you can follow me on Twitter at GoGoComzilla. And I think that is everything we will catch you guys on the cut of steel and then uh our next episode next week see you later thanks for listening and stop <laughs>